Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Give it up for Kenyon, Lucy, and Amanda. Hello, Dallas. Dead ass. Oh my God. You're fun. Yeah. The bigger the hair, the closer to Gad. I read that on a license plate. Not not that I'm fishing for compliments, but how do we like my Dallas high-end realtor look? Yeah. I'd buy in her district. Great schools. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. Who? Okay, scream really loud if you are the Courtney B who got us these flowers. Yeah, who got us these flowers? Courtney! Oh, Courtney. So nice. Thank, Thank you. you, you sweet little peanut. Thank you. Welcome it was Dallas. so sweet. And it's going to come in handy later, and you'll see why. You unexpectedly bought us a prop. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get weird. <laughs> Whew, well, oh, all right. shit. What up, Dallas? Woo! That's so fun to do. It's we so freaking do. love Texas. Yeah, we do. My bolo does not love Texas. Oh, <laughs> love your crazy ass state. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking hot. My it's underwear so hot. is soaking wet and not for the right reasons. No. Mine has just fused to my undercarriage. Yeah. She's never coming off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I was like, someone's already booing. <laughs> Usually this doesn't happen till my case. Yeah. Save your booze for Kenyan. <laughs> <laughs> We're Minnesotan. We're not used to heckling. Oh, <laughs> All I right, am. should we What's fucking do on? this? Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> you are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accent. God, you're Woo! good. God, you're good. Well, All we'll right. go. You clearly got Who this. Who are we? I am Fannie Mae Kenyon. <laughs> I'm Widow Lucy. <laughs> and I'm Jean Benet Amanda. <laughs> Colorado, but she, she. I don't care. Her hair was big enough for her Texas. Her aura was Dallas. She's dead enough for Texas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, went there. You're at a true crime comedy show, you assholes. Burke did it. <laughs> Burke totally did it. <laughs> okay. The topic for tonight's show is uh, a gal's pick. Yeah. And a good one. And we wanted to talk to you tonight about delinquent debutantes. Yeah. <laughs> 
I see there are several of you in the audience. Yeah. Are there any Debs in the audience? Yeah. Raise your <laughs> oh, hand if you ever yeah. did cotillion oh, or yeah. manners oh, wow. classes. Yeah. That is a lot I'm of oppression. So sorry. So much oppression we'll in the audience. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Ooh. All right. Well, before we get to it, I need to limber up. So, what is our wine crime pairing? Tonight, we are drinking the 90 plus sellers Sauve Blanc, which is available for purchase at the bar. Raise your hand if you're already drinking it. Nice. You're drinking along with us. I love it. The venue said they stocked up for (laughs) y'all. They knew. Um, This is a perfect pairing, really, for any show in Texas because it's constantly 90 plus fucking degrees here. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my mm-hmm. thigh gap that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Thanks, you. Mm-hmm. My chafe gap. Ugh. Uh, the nose is exuberant citrus fruits with ripe melon and guava and some underlying herbal and classic gooseberry notes. Fresh, sweet fruit and crisp acidity gives balance and elegant structure with a smooth finish. A classic New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. A classic Texas New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Blanc. So she's a cracker. Yes. Does everybody know what to do when they hear the crack? Okay, my assistant, please. Thank you. <laughs> my beautiful assistant. Oh, oh nice crack. crack. I remember Wu away from the mic that time. I'm so proud. I will forget again soon. <laughs> 88th time's a charm. Yeah. God bless her. I wish we'd have done 88 I'm, I'm shows. I'm a woo girl. What can Ugh. I say? A woo gal. Cheers, you beautiful weirdos. Cheers. Cheers. All right, oh, cowboy, yeah. take me away. That is a white wine. Like seven inches from the midday sun. <laughs> All right, shall we? All yeah, right, so I'm Lucy. always so excited for your segment. <laughs> oh, I got two special little treats for y'all yeah. tonight. <laughs> we got a sneak peek backstage, and yeah. I am ready. So, La, what is There's our background? You two don't know about. <laughs> bitch, All right, bitch, keeping secrets. What? This you friendship spooky is little over. bitch. I get to make you the slideshow. You spooky little bitch. I am a spooky little bitch, though. Mm. Give me my next tattoo <laughs> on my forehead. <laughs> spooky little bitch. <laughs> okay, let's get going. Oh, wow. A lot of child brides. Mm. <laughs> the Deep word, in the heart of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they coordinated? (laughs) Who did their flowers? My God, they are elegant. Not all of these bitches are virgins. I can tell you that. I'd argue the majority are not. (laughs) Right? (laughs) For the listeners at home, somebody just screamed, anal doesn't count. So we do have a Mormon in the house. Yeah. Save it for yeah. Salt Lake City, a little Mormon princess. Mm-hmm. See you. Well, as Hannah B. of The Bachelorette would say, I have had sex and Jesus still loves me. 
<laughs> and you know we love you if I am missing fucking fantasy sweets tonight to be here with you all. So She's upset. I'm very upset. I've been following Hannah B's tweets up until we walked on stage. Yeah. I'm sorry, Canopy? Hannah Canna B. B. Oh, okay. Release, unleash the beast. That one on the left, front oh. left. Pretty much front left, though, for real. Yeah. All right. I haven't even started. <laughs> oh, you're here? Oh, okay. Oh. The word debutante comes from French, meaning female beginner. I hate that. I hate that. It's defined as a young woman called a Deb. Yep. Debbie does Dallas. <laughs> Topical. A, a young woman of aristocratic or upper class family background who has reached maturity. What? <laughs> she comes out into polite society at a formal ball or debut. Mm. <laughs> There are people in here who are very triggered by this conversation. (laughs) You can hear it. Talk space. Yeah. You can hear it like peppered throughout the audience. It's really entertaining. (laughs) A lot of stories in the audience tonight. I love these hairstyles, so I just have to say. So round. So round. My Mm. grandma rocked that her entire life. You need a perm to be able to support that kind of girth. It Mm -hmm. looks like an elementary school, like, science project display of the solar system. Yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Papier-mâché. Papier-mâché. Get out. It signifies that the woman is of marrying age, and the purpose of the ball is to present her to possible suitors and their families. Massive. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the crowd is fake vomiting. <laughs> It's Pavlovian at this point. Everyone just goes, Merrick. (laughs) Got it. In the United States, these balls are sometimes called cotillions, as we all know from watching the OC. Mm. Or Gilmore Girls. However, the two names are not technically interchangeable. Hmm. The word cotillion was first used in 18th century France to describe a group dance that was like the finale for a ball. Cool. So like a square dance that they ended the party with because they really knew how to rock. Yeehaw. Hootenanny. 18th mm-hmm. century France. It's a real barn burner. Yeehaw, 18th century <laughs> France. Today, cotillion is typically a season of etiquette classes for middle school-aged children that ends with a final dinner and dance where they can show off what they've learned. I took that in Connecticut. Never made it to my cotillion, though. (laughs) Did you really? Yeah, I know exactly what fork to use. (laughs) You start from the outside. Correct. Yeah, I didn't need no fucking classes to teach me that. I took uh, etiquette, ballroom dancing, ballet, and English and Western horseback riding. I'm a lady in the streets and also kind of a lady in the the sheets. (laughs) Also save a horse, ride a cowboy. (laughs) You know, just girly things. (laughs) All you really need to do is watch Pretty Woman. Yeah. And then you like learn all those rules. You get a crash course. Mm -hmm. Right. And of course, 
a debutante ball is usually for older girls to mark their official transition from childhood into adult, polite society. It's a social bat mitzvah, basically. Mm -hmm. She's 13, you can fuck her now. Well, <laughs> Let me present her to all the men of town. I'm pretty sure they're 18 for the dibs, right? Whatever. They're between, well, 16? my next sentence. Oh. I'm the one on the right, by the way. <laughs> really fucking over this. I'm high as fuck and I hate everyone. <laughs> yeah. Lil J. That's why you don't take Rohypnol before your debutante ball. The girls are usually between 16 and 18 years old, some in the mid-20s, with the younger end tending to be in more southern regions mm. and the older end in more Yankee regions. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine being the eldest person? Debutante. Debutante. Oh, I had no. to, so I was, a, I was a foreign exchange student junior year of high school, so I missed all the like typical junior year classes and I had to take a couple of them my senior year. So I was the only senior in health class. Oh no. <laughs> it was... Not fun. Yeah, I was still I was still a virgin, and a lot of the other ones were not. I was so many haulers from the audience. I was I was I was a little nerdlet. She put that P on a P, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I see on a pedestal. Oh. oh, I was like penis on a platter. I was like I was like no, I wasn't peeing on the any pee sticks. was pee. And by that, I mean the peen was prohibited. Peen was on a prohibited. But it was still super awkward, and people were, like, looking to me for wisdom, and I just... And the teacher <laughs> would always, like, look to me like, you know. I'm like, no, I don't know. This is a poster about chlamydia. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, okay. Traumatic. The Yikes. girls also are also typically... Sorry, not the girls. The balls are also typically hosted by a charity or a society, whatever that means. I didn't really know what that meant. One could argue that the high school prom is the democratic version of a debutante ball requiring no membership in the upper class nor restriction to the girls. So if prom is kind of the equivalent, then here are a few photos from our own Deb days. No. no. Scott in the lower left. Oh no. Yeah, that's Scott in the corner at the bottom. Right before he ripped his pants wide oh, open. Oh, we're getting to it. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Candid. Christ. Look how skinny we were. Yeah. I know. I mean, your mouth opened so you like unhinged, unhinged your, your jaw. jaw. Yeah. It Look was at wasted hair. at Look that time. Look at all the wispy tendrils in your prom do. I'm bas choker. I basically have the same do tonight. I love it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Charlie's Angels. That is the moment Scott's pants ripped all the way up the butt. Clear Here, open. His mom had to bring him another pair and like sew them back in the car. Yep. Yep. Get you a mom who sews your crotch. Oh. That's freshman year. Yeah, this is technically not prom. This is homecoming, but still, it was too good. Kenyon's face was too good to pass up. Look at, so I look cute. like a demon. I look like somebody from Devil's, the Devil's Advocate. We all like have one braces. Of the demons. 
you look like someone out of stigmata. My I hair do. is so perfectly curled under. I really, I really round brushed the shit yeah. out of that. Mm. Wearing she my cute. mom's costume jewelry. You I was are. hot shit. I was also wearing my retainer in this photo. You can't tell, but I was. Yeah, she was dedicated. Oh, God. What else have you done? No, that's it. Oh, that's thank it. God. Woo! Here no are all of Amanda's down nudes. Memory lane. <laughs> oh, oh God, I'm sweat. so sweaty. Yeah, I know, my hands are sweaty. I don't trust you with anything anymore. <laughs> this so is why you really don't go into business here. with your friends. Yeah, they have too much dirt on you. <laughs> I have so much shit on both of you. <laughs> she does. It's not good. I could single-handedly bring down this business. Mm-hmm. Just and put all three of us in jail, if I'm being honest. That's really true. <laughs> One of the most expensive and exclusive debutante balls in the world is the international debutante ball held at the Waldorf Astoria in New York City. Damn. And I know someone who was a Deb there. Mm. Dang. Yeah. And the Obama girls. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. That's weird. Um, no, this was a girl in my freshman dorm, and her Deb dress was like four thousand or five thousand dollars minimum. And she also was the one where, like, freshman year orientation, we're like getting to know people on our floor, meh, meh, meh. And I like showed a picture of my house, and she goes, "Oh my God, is that your summer home? <laughs> oh my God, is that your garage?" <laughs> yeah. Ouch. No, that's my house. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully her eyes are open now. No, she's dead. <gasps> Is she dead? <laughs> Is she actually dead? Holy shit! What I, the fuck is going on? Eyes are definitely not open now. We're not getting into. We're not going into it. Sometimes when you her. die, though, your eyes are like still open forever. No, your eyelids are among the first to decompose. So, like, your eyes are open. Her eyes. Her eyes are open. Her eyes have been opened. Okay. Great. That's super fucked up. Moving on. This invitation-only ball has spawned many rich bitches from princesses, countesses, baronesses, all sorts of royalty and aristocrat. Aristocats. Yeah, there it is. I was like, you said it wrong. If you get invited, your family kind of has to pay for a table, which runs around 12 grand a piece. Yikes. <clears throat> yep. Each girl is presented and walked forward by her father and then handed off to their younger escort or date. Sometimes they have two. Nice. Which is how these are how most like typical debutante balls work as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to quote my mother, mm-hmm. oh, all of these women look like they're being dragged off to slaughter. I know, right? And then there's like the two happy ones where it's like, yeah. you just don't know what's about to happen. Yeah. Here. But at least it's organic. Yeah. The one in the front center is like, I'm never going to have to work a day in my life. In terms of dress, all the girls wear white dresses and white gloves. Snow white. Some balls have flower girls, multiple escorts, pages, all sorts of shit. It's basically a wedding. Yeah. It's expensive. It's more than a wedding. Yeah. Here are some more specifics from etiquettepedia.blogspot.com. <clears throat> Forward slash org dot edu. Dot gov. Dot gov. The toilette of a debutante is never elaborate. Uh, 
white is the favorite tint, and when her presentation is made at a ball or a party, a diaphanous material is selected. <laughs> Tool, grenadine, lease, mole, etc. Mole? Mull it over. I have never heard of that fabric. Mull. It like must mean it's expensive. Sounds like beautiful. We can't, we can't afford mull. No. For an afternoon reception or tea, she may also wear white, but veiling fine cashmere, <laughs> soft sarah, Yum. and similar fabrics are more suitable than gauzy textures. Mm. I don't know what accent this is, but I, I like it. I love it. it. Mm-hmm. Never stop. I think it's called medicated mid-Atlantic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Gauzy textures. If she have elder sisters, <laughs> they may mark the difference in their social ages by wearing somewhat heavier white goods or delicate colored materials. Mm. Young girls never wear a profusion of jewelry. <laughs> Debutantes often none at all. Ooh. Though a necklace or dog collar of pearls is not inappropriate. A dog collar of, of pearls? pearls? A ball gag of leather? That her daddy gave her? Pearls from my daddy. Okay. <laughs> Still warm. The dress. <laughs> you are repulsive. I am sickened to my bowels. (laughs) You're welcome. The dress should be of dancing length and simply made up. The Deb has to perform... Oh, wait, that's just my own. That's at the end of the quote. Okay. (laughs) Oh, wait, it's my own voice. The Deb has to perform a special curtsy. It's known as the St. James Bow or Full Court Bow. But not when you're from Texas. Ooh, y'all got a special curtsy. Texan Debs perform what's called the Texas Dip, which I will demonstrate for you now. Oh, God. Oh, oh. She pulled something last time, so let's pray for her. She's been practicing all day. Give her a bigger hand. Give her a big hand. Wait, wait. They can't... They can't see you. You gotta get out front. They can't see you on that side. Oh, okay. Try. Here we go. Here we go. All right. And Deep in the heart of Texas, Texas the stars and night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas, there's Then you break both hips on the ascent because you're over the age of 30. There were no instructions for how to get back up. None. We watched a lot of YouTube videos. Killed it. 
so proud of you. So proud of you. You're ready to be married now. I'll call your husband. You're a woman now. I just got my period. (laughs) She's a woman now. Okay. (laughs) This is from HoustoniaMag.com. I know why they have to practice for like weeks. That is bonkers. Not great. Often considered the most extreme of all bows, the Texas dip sets the Lone Star State Debs apart. I can smell my own crotch. (laughs) And I'll prove it. The debutante lunges, stacks her knees, lowers herself all the way to the ground. Get low, get low, get low. And folds her body over her gown, arms outstretched, while smiling at the audience under a spotlight. Yeah, it sounds about right. You nailed it. The footwork, you know, could have made, could have. Yeah, way to go. I thought she said, let it go. Let it go, Lucy. (laughs) Let it go. Move on, Lucy. (laughs) It's believed the Texas dip originated in the early 1900s as a variation on the St. James Bow, a conservative curtsy that debutantes first performed to honor Queen Victoria. Okay. Unlike the St. James Bow, this move requires strength in addition to grace. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can't have a blown out L4, L5, let me tell you. She'd be up there till the end of time. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh God. (laughs) With my back. She was helping me practice backstage, and she was like, yeah, you're on your own. (laughs) Yeah. In the sheets. Texas dip in the sheets. I do often find myself bending in half and touching my face to my crotch During in the sex? bed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> also, Texas dip sounds like bad chewing tobacco. Oh, I googled Texas dip and like the first 10 results were like all recipes. Yeah. Like cheesy chorizo dips, boom boom sauce, Mm, cowboy caviar. Did you mean cowboy caviar? I did. I did mean that. Anyway. The Deb wearing high heels shouldn't falter, wobble, or trip on her dress. Okay. (laughs) Not a Deb. You want me to do this sober? I don't think so. It can take months to master. Some are naturals, while others are not, which is why some young women hire ballet instructors to train them. Others learn from family and friends, and others just Google it and pray. Yeah. <laughs> Google and pray. Google, Google and, and pray. pray. Mm-hmm. Some famous debutantes include Gloria Vanderbilt. Ooh, hello. Outfit. So pretty, goals. I know. Natural I think they're leather pants, too. Oh, correct. Yes, God R. bless R. her heart. <clears throat> Jackie O, you beautiful oh. bitch. <laughs> mm. Chloe Kardashian. (laughs) Such elegant women as Chloe Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. They were Debs? Damn. Nicole Richie. Yes. 
and Paris Hilton. May she rest her soul. Apparently, being a Deb is a prerequisite for like a reality TV show show on E. I love it. And there's also a lot of daughters, including Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Phillippe's daughter, Ava. She has the wig that I bought yeah. in New Orleans as her actual And hair. also Reese Witherspoon's face. Wow, that's uncanny. They look so much she alike. She took her, took her mom's face. She's so pretty. Yeah. Uh, Steve Harvey's daughter, Lori. Aww. I don't know why they we're all looked exactly the same. Demi Moore and Bruce Willis's daughters, both of them, Tallulah and Scout. Tallulah okay. was on a recent episode of Catfish. I bet they were like super weird, rebellious debutantes. Yeah, like, look at them. Fuck all of this shit. We brought our own meth. I was looking. I was looking for their actual Deb photos and couldn't find any. They're no, probably, they, were they don't allow in the press fire. in there. Mm-mm. Okay, so the tradition of debutante balls has been alive since as early as the 1600s, and I suppose as long as rich women are looking for rich husbands while also being infantilized by their families, that tradition shall continue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's my segment. All right. Nice. <laughs> so Beautifully <hot>. done. <laughs> You just fucking, I'm just like in awe of you right yep. now. Very proud. <laughs> I'm just really happy. If you're lucky, I'll give you an encore at the end. No! I just can't wait to sell you to the highest bidder. <laughs> if you've been listening to this show, you have heard me, Amanda, and all of us talk about Frame Bridge. They make it super easy and affordable to frame your favorite things from art prints and posters to the travel photos sitting on your phone. And this service is no joke. Here's how it works. You just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo, or they can send you a package to safely mail in your physical piece that you want framed. You preview your item online in any frame style, and they have multitudes. It's amazing. You choose your favorite, or because they have so many, you can get free recommendations from their very talented designers. And the expert team at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang for real. I cannot boast about this enough. I actually have a really, really beautiful photo that I came home to just from getting back from tour because we snapped this really cute picture in Texas and I just wanted to frame it. I knew I wanted to frame it of all three of us and I came home to it and it's gorgeous and keep an eye on, you know, my social media because I will totally post about it. It's super cute. I love it. It is currently in my room ready to rock and roll. So amazing. And instead of the hundreds you pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus for our listeners, you get 15% off your first order at framebridge.com when you use our code gals. So get started today, frame your photos or send the perfect gift for weddings, birthdays, special events, just thinking of someone, whatever, office decor, get after it. So go to framebridge.com and use that promo code gals and you'll save an additional 15% off your first order. Again, go to framebridge.com, promo code G-A-L-S, framebridge.com, promo code gals for 15% off. Treat yo walls. You know what stinks after getting home from being on the road forever? Having to grocery shop. I can't even tell you. The things that I didn't want to do were a list a mile long, and grocery shopping was on that list. I just did not want to go do it. So I whipped out my phone and used Instacart. 
let me tell you a little bit about Instacart. It's incredible. The benefits include getting your groceries delivered in as fast as one hour or like what I did at a time that works with your schedule. So I had time to like take a shower and throw a bra on. They have exclusive coupons. You can save money with coupons on pantry staples. Blessed be. It's available at your favorite stores and groceries are delivered from local and national retailers. And there are other perks. You don't have to sit in traffic. Oh my gosh. You don't have to look for parking. You don't have to wait in the checkout line behind like that one old person that still writes a check. That is actual heck on earth. And here's how it works. You choose. You can get the app, which is what I have, or simply go to instacart.com and shop the groceries you need from your favorite local retailers. Then Instacart shops for you. Your shopper gathers your groceries with care by selecting excellent produce and contacting you if necessary. And then Instacart delivers. Your groceries will arrive in as little as one hour or at a time that you select. They keep hot items hot. They keep cold items cold. This has been the most convenient. It's like having a butler without the price of a butler. It's truly amazing. You'll feel so luxurious. And honestly, if you're not feeling well, if you're super tired, if you're coming home to an empty fridge after two months on the road and you're just like, I don't have it in me to go to the grocery store, Instacart is amazing. I can't press this hard enough. Check out Instacart. And you can try Instacart and get $10 off your first order. So to get this limited time offer, go to instacart.com or download that mobile app and enter our promo code GALS, G-A-L-S, at checkout. Again, that's for $10 off your first order today at instacart.com or through the mobile app. And don't forget to enter our code GALS, instacart.com or through the mobile app with our code GALS at checkout. Treat yo kitchen. All right. Hey, Kenya. Ready for my case? No. No. A lot of people die. Great. But it's still really fun. <laughs> okay. So, first photo. Hey, honey. Mm. Lofi. That's what my hair looks Lofi like. Lofi right Louise <laughs> Presslar was born September 20th, 1880, and died April 11th, 1947. The end. Special thing. Woo! Thanks for coming. <laughs> yep. she, she died in San Quentin, California State Prison. Ever heard of it? Mm. Beautiful this time of year. Mm. She was one of only four women ever to be executed by gas chamber in California's history. Oh, good for her. So how did she find herself inside a gas chamber, you asked? I didn't ask, but you're going to tell me anyway. She fucked up her Texas dip. Yeah. <laughs> no. She no. got shot in the stomach and had a miscarriage. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a dark joke. Just get ready for GAC 7. Okay. So, Louise was born into a wealthy family in Bienville, Louisiana. Mm. Oui, Bienville. Hotter than a melted butter. Hotter than a crawfish ball. Crawl daddy in a crawfish ball. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. So, her father was a prominent newspaper publisher and her family paid for her to attend an exclusive and expensive boarding school in New Orleans, my mm, future New Orleans, home. Louisiana. No, I fucking love it there. Oh Louisiana Lorazepam. Louisiana Lorazepam. <laughs> that around Lorazepam. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Louise once said of her family, quote, I came from cultured, educated people. My parents were not delinquents and did not rear delinquent children. Doubt it. Doubt it. But they fucking they did. did. <laughs> you got gassed. I have a feeling something went wrong along yeah. the way. Yeah, but delinquent she became. Yes, Quinn. And was expelled at age 15 before her debutante ball. <gasps> oh, 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 oh I do this, this flower is Wilton. We need a break from each other so bad. I need a fan so We'll be in bad. separate rooms, like at our yeah. Airbnb, and then just all blurt out the same thing at the same time that we were all thinking about. It's very terrifying. It's creepy. It's really creepy. So she was expelled from her boarding school at 15 for stealing from her classmates and what was only referred to as promiscuous behavior. Go, girl. <laughs> Get that D. And Louise, Louise liked her men. She fucked. Oh, but don't, you don't want to like her because she also is like really homicidal. Um. (laughs) We can have both. Yeah. In 1903, Louise met and married a traveling salesman named Henry Bosley, but their marriage came to an abrupt end four years later when Henry caught Louise in bed with another man. Uh-oh. The cuckolded... We don't use that word unless we're talking about ourselves. Um, the cuckolded husband then completed suicide. Yikes. And just... You're going to want to keep scores. So if anyone has like a little visor and like a notepad, that's number one. Drinking game. Every time someone dies, we take a drink. Take a drink. Yeah. All right. Henry Bosley dies. Okay. Got it. In the aftermath, Louise, the well-heeled daughter, you're going to be trashed. <laughs> The well-heeled daughter of a prominent family moved to Shreveport, Louisiana. Louisiana. And began working as a sex worker and a thief. Lucrative. Specifically, <laughs> specifically, she specialized in stealing valuables and money from her prostitution clients during the act. Yes. Hi. You I know. can leave your wallet on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in 1911, at the age of 31. Too old. My current age. <laughs> Louise moved to Boston, Massachusetts, nice. and changed her name to R.H. Rosely and started pretending that she was a 19-year-old Dallas heiress and debutante. She looks 31. She looks yeah. 51. Yeah. Yeah. I and like could not upset. pass for 19. No. Don't want to pass for 19. Yeah. I'm not supple enough anymore. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So as part of this new persona, Louise claimed that she had been hidden away in a convent by her family and had just escaped. Tale as old as time. From a convent in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Raise your hand if you escaped from a convent. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of hands. A surprising number. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some (laughs) fact-checking. So this story won her a lot of sympathy, and she quickly ingratiated herself with several wealthy Boston families. 
and it didn't hurt that she was considered very beautiful and charismatic, I guess. Standards it's a bad change. Photo. Standards change. Um, she cute. <laughs> one, one family took Louise in to live with them, but she immediately began charging purchases to the family account at some of the most expensive stores in Boston. Uh-oh. Classic. Snacks Fifth Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> she also stole money from their friends and employees and basically ran a series of petty cons until her true identity was revealed. Mm-hmm. However, the police allowed her to flee town rather than prosecuting her to avoid embarrassing the wealthy family that had taken her in. Nice. Big mistake. Huge. <laughs> Just a few years later, Louise would go on to murder her first victim. If you don't count. If you don't count the, the suicide. suicide. Yeah. There's going to be two tallies. Um, We're drinking for both. Yeah. Yep. After moving to Waco, Texas, <laughs> and opening an antique shop and becoming best friends with Joanna Gaines, just kidding. Has anyone here been to the Branch Davidian site? <laughs> we Holy just went. Been to Magnolia slash Branch Davidians. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah. Magnolia, she means. Yeah. 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 Chip and Joanna yeah. are fucked. Disturbing. Up. I needed a shower when I'm we left. I'm a fan. Not of like their politics, but I like Shiplap. Um, I hate Shiplap. So, Louise got frisky in Hueco with a wealthy oil-moneyed gentleman named Joe Apple. Joe, good old Joe Apple. Walk away, Joe Apple. Walk away, Joe. Walk away, Joe <laughs> Destined Apple. to deceive her. Tell you from the word go. All right. We've been listening to a lot of country. Yep. Um, a lot. <laughs> Lucy. How do you like me now? Now, now that I'm, I'm on my way. way. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes, yeah, standing here today. today. I couldn't make you love me, but I always dreamed about living in your radio. How do you like me now? Fuck yeah! Toby Keith! Tell them about your new tattoo, Amanda. They've seen it. And also, yeah. Toby Keith hearts this bar and grill. <laughs> okay, so just one week after their first date, Apple was found gunned down and stripped of his well-known diamond jewelry. Drink. Drink. Mm. Mm. Louise had been seen with him shortly before his death and was arrested for his murder. But this charismatic and stunningly gorgeous young woman was able to sway the impaneled grand jury, claiming that Apple had attacked and attempted to rape her and that the shooting had been in self-defense. And Texas Texas does love a stand-your-ground case. Mm -hmm. So the charges were dropped. Louise then moved on to Dallas. Ooh! Ever heard of it? Ever heard of it? <laughs> and shortly after arriving, managed to charm and marry Harry Ferrot. Mm. I don't know how to say his name, whatever. Who worked as a night clerk at the St. George Hotel. He can get it. 
Using her husband's access to the hotel, Louise stole $20,000 worth of jewelry from the hotel's safe. Yes. Which could literally be any amount. That's a lot for the 90s. Yep. For the The 1910s or whatever this is. Yeah. I pay attention. Yeah. 1911, I think. It was the 60s. It was before World War One. Yeah. It was literally $3 trillion yeah. worth of jewelry. Unbelievable. Easily. So police were super suspicious of Harry and Louise, but they found no evidence and cleared them both. But Harry's name was badly tarnished by the accusation, and at the same time, he was becoming despondent over his wife's increasing infidelity. Oops. So Sherry, so Harry shot himself in the head. Drink. That's three. Yeah, two, two, suicide, two suicides and one murder. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Solid two. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's three. So by 1915, having burned plenty of bridges in Dallas and just not being able to afford the upkeep for her hair in this city... Louise moved to Denver, Colorado, and quickly married salesman Richard Pete. Aww. And she's often known as Louise Pete in history books. So if you want to Google her, look for Louise Pete. She had so many fucking married names, but this is the one that stuck. Okay. So Louise and Richard had a daughter a year later named Frances Ann, who they nicknamed Betty. No way to know. I don't Makes even sense to me. I don't even think any of those letters. There's not a single letter. Oh, there's one E in e, Francis yes. and that's one where, E in Betty. That's where Betty comes from. That's it. I got it. Cool. I get it. Got Keep it. up. Got it. Keep up. Glow up. But the couple had a rocky marriage. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> she and was trying to kill me the whole time. <laughs> After five years, she ditches her husband and daughter and moves to Los Angeles. Nice. But but he's not dead. Hollywood! Yet. I feel like in this photo, she's just looking at her husband through, like, the camera lens and just thinking, you fucking idiot. Yeah. She just has that look on her face. I can't wait to kill your ass. moron. I fucking hate you. I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to take all your fucking shit. Wish you were never fucking born. I'm just yeah. in this so I can get some fucking money and get the fuck out of here, go to L.A. Fucking tear out your guts. Yeah. Just lay here and let you have sex with me so I can steal your fucking money and then kill you and then get the fuck out of here. I'm Pretty much. Break your fucking eyeglasses and take the shards and claw your Jesus. fucking eyeballs out with them. Fill in my fucking eyebrows. Just want to fill in my fucking eyebrows. <laughs> okay. Fucking widow's peak, your fucking receding hairline, you fucking asshole. Your stupid fucking eyes, your shitty fucking, fucking widow's tie. Peak. How many fucking buttons are on your fucking jacket? How Jesus many fucking, fucking tie clips do you fucking need, you fucking prick? <laughs> For, For fuck's sake! sake. We so. could do her inner monologue <laughs> all, all night. night. I mean, it's I'm married, easy. I get it. <laughs> There's so many more deaths, though, so I'm oh, moving good. on. Ooh. I should top off. Let's yeah. top off. So once, once in L.A., the Windy City, <laughs> the Big Apple, <laughs> the Garden the State, the City of Light, um, <laughs> Louise met millionaire widower Jacob C. Denton, who had made his fortune in the oil industry. The oil, Texas tea. Texas tea. Black gold. 
Denton also had a teenage daughter who attended Harper Valley Junior High. Harper <laughs> Valley PTA. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> yes! That is my favorite song. song. Oh my God. Favorite song. Who Come attended see us after Harper the show Valley that Junior shirt off High. Your body. Okay. The pair met when Louise inquired about renting a 14-room Tudor mansion located near Wilshire Boulevard. She was a single person. She was like, yeah, I think I need a 14-room mansion. Quaint. Yeah. It's a cottage. Mm -hmm. Is that your summer home? Oh, is that your summer home? (laughs) She's dead. It's fine. She's dead. Jesus Christ. It's fine. She's dead. It's fine. So Denton was renting out the house because he was going on a long business trip, and the list price of the house was $350 a month, which is presumably $1 billion in today's money. <laughs> For a 14-room mansion? It was 1915 or some shit. A month. Yeah. That was a lot of money back then. <sighs> My grandparents built their house for like 10 grand. Fuck inflation. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Yeah. (laughs) God, brilliant. (laughs) Okay, so somehow our girl Louise convinced him to knock 350 down to 75 a month. (laughs) What? By giving him this look. Are you fucking kidding me? You're gonna charge me three hundred fifty dollars I mean, a fucking month? Fucking I live here my prick. fucking oh my alone. God, are you, are you fucking, fucking serious? You know how much fucking, fucking money I spend on eyebrow it's pencil every fucking, fucking month? Do you think I could afford three hundred fifty dollars a fucking month? What the fuck are you thinking? For okay, seventy five dollars. I'm sorry, just stop All right. looking at me. Still fucking right. <laughs> seventy five was way more than she could afford, which was zero. Yeah. But old Louise slash Lofi, I just want to reiterate slash that her Betty. given name was Lofi. Oh, I forgot Betty. about Lofi. This yeah. loaf. Loaf. Lofi, no. <laughs> so Loaf moved in before Denton left on his trip, and that is key. <laughs> Louise would identify herself as his live-in girlfriend, tenant, or housekeeper, depending on who asked. A woman of many hats. And after living there for a week, Louise asked the gardener to transport a load of dirt into the basement. She said that she planned to grow mushrooms. No one ever believes me when I ask that. (laughs) Also, like, there are certain types of mushrooms that, like, thrive on corpses. Yeah. So, like, sketch. Okay. Amanda's ass morels. My flaming Hot right. Cheeto-flavored ass morels. Right? Obviously. At the end of this trip, it's going to be like hummus-flavored ass Yeah, morels. and we're eating so much hummus, y'all. It's bad. Around the same time, Jacob Denton's friends and family begin to realize they haven't seen him in many days. Not since that dirt was delivered. Yeah. Questionable. On June 5th, 1920, Louise forges Denton's name and withdraws $300 from his bank account and gains access to his safe deposit box. Classic. When a bank official questioned her about the odd-looking signature, Louise explained that she was having to help Denton sign his checks left-handed because he'd been shot by a, quote, mysterious Spanish-looking woman. (laughs) 
and that his right arm had been amputated. Well, this, they say the more specific the lie, the more believable. The more fake it is. That's yeah, maybe before insane. the internet. Yeah. So, although this lie would work in Trump's America, okay, well, it worked. This actually worked. They were the bank was like, oh, of course, we're so sorry. Yes, the Spanish-looking woman. Yes, we've Mm, heard tell of her. Mm. Um. So Louise would later go on to tell multiple increasingly harrowing versions of this story, even one where the mysterious Spanish-looking woman sliced off both the man's arm and leg with a sword. (laughs) I thought she got shot. She shot him. Yeah, oh, she changed her story a bunch. Maybe Hmm. it was both. Well, turns out, well, hold on, one more thing, and then I'll tell you turns out. Slice someone's leg off with a sword. Depends Not on how sharp easy. your sword Not is. Not that easy. Not that easy. Trust Katana me. can do it. She insisted that Denton was secluding okay. himself as the whole arm amputation thing was very embarrassing for him. Mm. And he would only see Louise and would only communicate to the outside world through her. Yeah. So very missing Richard Simmons of her. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, yeah, he did. For sure. Mm. Denton's friends and family were getting suspicious, uh, but to them, she insisted that he was just on that business trip and that he hadn't said goodbye. In the meantime, Louise begins posing as his wife, driving around in his Cadillac, buying dresses at fancy department stores, pawning a bunch of his possessions. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Girl, get it. He wasn't a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> He couldn't have been that bad. He wasn't a DJ. He wasn't named Dan. Classic. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is weird because I haven't seen him since I got that delivery of, of dirt. dirt. Yes, young squire. Oh my God. Yes. A southern gentleman southern in the gentleman. crowd just delivered oh, us a bottle you. of Who wine. Who are you? My husband should be worried. Hey. Catch it's us roofied. in your mouth, I'll give you a treat. <laughs> okay. Come so back, she, sit on my lap. She also <laughs> She also begins renting out rooms in the mansion and collecting rent money from all of his tenants from all of his properties around town. So she's basically just like usurping his life. She's like, yeah, this is mine now. Sorry, I'm not paying attention. I know. <laughs> I'm masturbating. About the gentleman. I'm... Save it for your spank bank. Hands where I can see them, y'all. Yeah. Uh, she can... Fun fact, she can masturbate hands-free. Kegels. <laughs> Kegels. Oh, yeah. That's, That's a lot how of I got through science under this table. class in high school. He was so cute. He was real cute. Yeah. Okay. Where'd go? <laughs> we scared him away. Yeah. <laughs> so by now, Denton's... I'm sorry that I have to press on, but it's a really long case. Mm, our bottle's empty again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Hi, Wait, fanboy. <laughs> so 
By now, Denton's teenage daughter is in full panic mode because some bitch has moved into her dad's house and, like, one week later is, like, controlling all of his finances and he's nowhere to be seen. I'm your mother now. <laughs> yeah. And all she's eaten is mushrooms for the last week. <laughs> so she hires a lawyer to spearhead the effort to find her father. And the attorney questions Louise and she agrees to forward all the financial and business documents to him as soon as possible. Yeah, as one does. She's going to get right on that. So the next month, Louise rents out the entire mansion to, like, other tenants and skips town. And she heads right back to Denver to reunite with her estranged husband and daughter because she's like, shit, it's getting real. I got to get out of here. So... Now that Louise isn't blocking access, Jacob Denton's daughter has the premises searched by her private detective. Uh-oh, and the mushrooms. The mushrooms. <laughs> the Were they cremini? Portobello? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Baby? <laughs> I'm so bad at cooking, I'm just like, sliced. <laughs> Shiitake. The one with, like, Cooked. the dirt on it. <laughs> Raw-ish. Ugh, I don't cook. Okay. So on September 23rd, 1920, the private detective finds Denton's rotting body buried in the basement inside a wooden cubicle under the stairs. (laughs) This innocent man. Wrapped in... Fuck him. Wrapped in cords and bound up in a quill and probably some mushrooms. Yikes. Yep. Yep. Autopsy results show that he had been shot in the head and strangled. Double tap. (laughs) He wasn't pulling any punches. Double tap. Police actually then managed to track Louise down in Denver, which for 1920 was like, wow. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) And then they questioned her about the murder. She insisted she was not involved, but her story changed constantly yet again. The mysterious Spanish woman makes a reappearance. Um, but unfortunately, none of the Spanish woman theories hold water because... Weird. Because it was a total fucking lie. Well, and because Denton's limbs were all still attached. Oh, no. Oh, right. Rough Oops. detail. Rookie mistake. She's not a rookie. She's in her sophomore year, but she's bad at this. She's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She got held back. <laughs> she did. <laughs> uh, so Louise then switches tax again, and now she insists that the body was dis- that the body discovered was not Jacob Denton at all, but was actually a body double who Denton hired and then killed himself to fake his own death. I love this woman. <laughs> I love her. She's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Louise Pete was charged with first-degree murder, and her trial began on January 21st, 1921. She is wearing a muffin on her head. Her real crime is that hat. That is a baked good. I had that hat and a rabbit fur muffin third grade because it was from the American Girl doll collection. Yeah, but your mother was dressing you. No, not really. This is a grown... I was stubborn grown woman. <laughs> I ran the ship. Um, Maybe, but that is bread. I guarantee that's, that's bread. bread. <laughs> that is spongy bread. There's yeast in that hat, for sure. She is not gluten-free. Yeah. 
So that's a mushroom. (laughs) So the trial was a nationwide sensation and coverage was extensive, mainly on podcasts. But also in 1921. But also in the Hearst newspapers, and it didn't take long before thousands of onlookers were lining up every day to watch Louise waltz into court. She mm. was like a little bit of a celebrity. On February 17th, 1921, Louise Pete was sentenced to life in prison. Okay. Oh, don't worry, it's not over. <laughs> Um, throughout, the enti- throughout the entire trial, Louise's husband, Richard, Pete, remained steadfastly by her side. Yeah, because he knew she'd kill him if he didn't. Probably. He was afraid of her. But he proclaimed his confidence in her innocence. But in 1923, she insisted he divorce her so that he could remarry. And he did acquiesce to the divorce, but he promised... But he promised he would wait for her forever. Ooh, okay. Then Then why bother getting divorced? It's so stupid. I don't care. Then, shortly after the divorce was finalized, Richard Pete checked into an Arizona hotel room and shot himself. (laughs) Drink. That's three suicides. Yeah. Three husbands who completed suicide. The problems. Probably you. Yeah. At some point, there's one... Common denominator. Underlying factor. So, she ain't done yet. Louise Pete was moved to a women's prison and became a model prisoner, tending the prison's flower garden and, disturbingly, working as a dental assistant. I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like that. In the prison... Not in the prison, she oh, ain't. Okay. After 18 years in prison, in 1939, Louise was paroled for good behavior. Oh, look at her hat now. Look at, would you look at her? Kenyon, that's your purse. That is literally your purse in black. Oh, fuck. Yep. That Kenyon, is, that's your hat. Kenyon, that's your literally face. your hat Kenyon, that's your scowl. It's literally Kenyon, your those, scowl. those are your dead eyes. All right, next Actually, slide. now that you point... Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, was she not, like, the former nanny in Mary Poppins? Right? <laughs> the one that didn't get the job? Yeah. The mean one. Yeah. yeah. Right? Probably. So, she's released in 1939 into the custody of a woman named Jessie Marcy, who had led uh, the effort, like, the letter-writing campaign or whatever to get her released early because some people are do-gooders. So Louise Pete lived with Jesse Marcy as her housekeeper until Jesse died of, quote, natural causes. Are you fucking kidding me? Natural gunshot wound to the temple. Natural mushrooms. (laughs) Pete then moved in with her probation officer, Emily Latham. She's really charismatic. People want to help her. I mean, I want to help her. So she, I know. So she works as a caretaker, nurse, and housekeeper until Emily Latham died of natural causes. Are we supposed to be drinking? Because we've missed two now. Oh yeah, two two drinks. Two two drinks. Two drinks. Fuck. Mm Mm-hmm. Her pussy is dead. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Maybe, yeah. 
Neither of these deaths were ever investigated. And it doesn't sound like police knew that she was a convicted murderer or even on parole. How do you not? Okay. 1920s. I, I can't. Or 1939. It's the 60s. It's the 90s. Um, Louise changed her name again and moved in with an elderly couple named Arthur and Margaret Logan. And she worked as Arthur's nurse. Margaret was also part of the do-gooder campaign to get her released early because she thought she was innocent and Margaret was proved very wrong. Oh, no. No, Margaret. Margaret Poor Margaret. So, never trust anyone. No, you don't know who you're sleeping next Not to. Not even your best friends and business mm-hmm. partners. No. How well do you really know a person? Right. When push comes to shove. I'm shoving. When dirt comes to mushroom. So Louise began telling neighbors that Arthur, who was suffering from dementia, but she told neighbors that he was having fits of rage and that he physically attacked Margaret and her on several occasions, which was not true. And then Margaret went missing. Weird. And then Louise had Arthur committed And she claimed that she was his foster sister, and people were like, great, we don't need paperwork. Perfect. I believe it. So neighbors began inquiring about Margaret's whereabouts, and Louise told a story in which Arthur attacked Margaret in a frenzy and bit his wife's nose so badly that she had to go into seclusion awaiting plastic surgery. Girl. Says, not a real housewives season. This is real. Wow. Have you ever bitten someone's nose, though? Like, just gently? Can I? It feels kind of good. Can I bite your nose? I want nothing to do with this. Can I bite your nose? (laughs) It's good. Oh, I like it. It's good on both ends. Is anybody hiring? I need a new job. (laughs) Oh, I like it. I only asked because I had a friend in elementary school. Okay, okay. Who, uh... <laughs> yep. She had a thing for biting noses, and she Did bit she? my nose every once in a while, and I, like, didn't hate it. And then she let me bite... <laughs> and then she let me bite her nose, and she's like, don't tell anyone, it's kind of weird. And I was like, yeah, it's fucking weird. But so now, here you go. There you go. Don't tell anyone. Just start Everyone a podcast. turn to your left. And bite, bite your, your neighbor's, bite nose, your neighbor's nose. That actually wouldn't work if everyone turned to their left, so never mind. Yeah. Okay. So around this time, Louise remarries, and I think this is like maybe the fifth time. I'm not sure. I need a fucking spreadsheet. So her new husband is Lee Borden Judson, who was Ugh. not Judson. He was not aware of her criminal history prenuptials. Uh-oh. There was no Google then, no Facebook. Mm. Louise and her new husband lived in the Logan's home, so lived in the home of the couple that she murdered the wife and committed the husband. (laughs) For six months. (laughs) You don't want to let a nice house go to waste. Right? She's an actual sociopath. Oh, yeah. Economical. It's economical. And she was doing the check fraud thing, spending their money, the whole thing. Arthur then dies alone in the state hospital. Hey! Oh, fuck. And afterwards, Louise donated his body to science. 
to mushrooms, which like... She's giving back to the community. Yeah, sounds like yay, but also it's because she wasn't going to shell out for a funeral. Yeah. Yeah! So finally, a bank employee detects the check forgery and calls the police. And after, yeah, boo. And after searching the home, on December 20th, 1944, the police discovered Margaret's decomposing body Jesus. under an avocado tree in the yard. Wait, where? Under an avocado tree. Oh. Those avocados what were a nice delicious. These taste human. These taste expensive. Have mm. you guys seen those menus where, maybe not in Texas, but in fucking New York, there are menus at brunch places where it's like avocado market price. No. <laughs> yeah. Fucking I, like, it's fucking lobster. So bad. I can't. Okay. So, uh, la, 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 where am I? Avocado tree. Okay. So they arrest Louise. Louise in prison. Oh, honey. She tried claiming that Arthur was the one who murdered his wife by bludgeoning her to death. But this is one of those few instances where the husband did not do it. Usually he did. And um, she claimed that she merely helped hide the body. But the autopsy determined that Margaret had been shot in the back of the neck, so not bludgeoned. Story doesn't add up. She clearly has no idea that autopsies exist. Or that, like, (laughs) eyes exist. All you'd have to do is look at Margaret's body and know she wasn't bludgeoned. Eyes. (laughs) Eyes. The eyes have it. Yep. So Louise's husband, Judson, was also arrested, but he was released due to lack of evidence. Classic. The day after his release, Judson entered an office building in downtown Los Angeles, and I bet you can tell where this is going. Oh, my God, no. He jumped from the ninth floor window. Great. (gasps) Old Judd is dead. That is the fourth husband that that completed suicide. Holy shit. Oh, is God. the suggestion that she actually murdered all of them? No, no they, they did. They co- completed suicide. It was legit. They were just but two of them shot themselves in the head, though. Like, but she, she could was like, do that. but like when she was like in, in another custody state or something. Yeah, or, yeah exactly. What, what the fuck? fuck? The pussy was good, yeah. y'all. She's a witch. Yeah, she's a yeah. literal witch, and she I love tight. Her. Yeah. So Louise uh, wept when she found out about Judson's. Um, oh. <laughs> it looks like the Kim Kardashian photo, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. That She's is also my giving me photo. like Bjork vibes in this, fit, oh, in this yeah. photo. I don't know why my husband died. <laughs> so Louise wept and told reporters. Nicholas in, in the, the oven, oven. <laughs> and it make music. <laughs> she told reporters, I'm not to blame for that. He couldn't face disgrace. As long as I was associated with him, he was a marked man. Well, so I'm not to blame. Cool. Uh. 
Um, Louise Pete was finally convicted of murder for a second time and sentenced to death on May 31st, 1945. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Does that count? Yeah. Lethal gas kills smiling murderess in 10 minutes. She's not smiling. Yeah. I'm Magazine editor, man. She maintained her innocence all the way to the gas chamber where she would become, as I mentioned, one of only four women to ever be executed in California that way. Um, while her death sentence was being read out loud in the courtroom, Louise was ironically reading a book entitled, quote, The Importance of Living. <laughs> a Chinese philosophy book. Get it. I love it. Quote, she looked up briefly to make a mocking facial expression to the prosecutor and then resumed reading. She's what do you think it was? Bitch. Like an eye roll? Yeah, she literally was like... Brother. No, it was that face. You fucking executioner asshole. Fucking you fucking executioner. I'm going to read my fucking, fucking book. You know what? I filled in my fucking, fucking eyebrows for this me? shit. I got a brand yeah. new fucking coat. Yeah. Who the fuck do you for think you are? Sake. Right? Right? For fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. sake. Before her sentence was carried out, Louise Pete was asked for any last words. Yeah, for fuck's sake, were her last words. <laughs> she said, quote, I'm ready. I've been ready for a long time. Oh my God. And that is my case. This bitch. Thank you for biting my nose too, it felt good. Literally any time. Y'all, I can't wait to talk to you about The Citizenry. The Citizenry is a socially conscious home decor brand bringing time-tested craftsmanship to the modern home. They travel around the globe, partnering with master artisans to create designs with a soul, a story, and a purpose. I love it so much. The Citizenry name is a reflection of all of the individual artisans, designers, and dreamers who come together to craft the brand's collections one piece at a time. And these are exquisitely beautiful. I can't even tell you. Um, I have the iconic Citizenry lumbar pillow in the Baya style. It is so gorgeous and bright and beautiful. I didn't know how much I needed this pillow in my life until I received it. And each pillow is hand dyed with all natural dyes such as native plant extracts, so no chemicals. And for real, search no more for the perfect pillow combination. If you know me at all, you know that I have approximately 10 pillows on my bed at all times. I am such a princess with my pillows. But with this one pillow, you can instantly step up the game of your couch or your bed. I personally have mine on my bed and I love it. I've used it in a bunch of different ways. Like when I'm sitting up in my bed reading, it's such amazing lumbar support. Like this pillow is hearty and also extremely comfortable. It really does support your bed. It also makes a great body pillow. Like if you're a side sleeper and you like to have a pillow between your legs, this thing is just perfect for that. And you can get decor that makes a social impact because with every dollar you spend, this supports fair wages, safe working environments, and is a direct investment into artisan entrepreneurs. You could feel really good about that purchase knowing that your money is going to support some incredibly talented people who are making absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal products. So we want you 
you to get on our level here. So for $25 toward your first purchase of $100 or more, go to citizenrypodcast.com and enter the promo code GALS, G-A-L-S. Again, that is a $25 gift voucher toward your first purchase of $100 or more. They're giving you a quarter of it just for going and using our promo code. So go to citizenrypodcast.com. That's C-I-T-I-Z-E-N-R-Y podcast.com and use our promo code GALS, G-A-L-S, and treat your bed, your couch, and your decor. Okay, I'm actually kind of excited to talk about this next one without the other gals here. God bless them because we are talking about away luggage and you know how much we all love it and we all fight to do the personal experience for this absolutely incredible luggage and now I get to do it myself. So Away knows that everyone has a different travel style and that's why they make their carry-on in an array of colors, two sizes and two materials, a strong yet flexible polycarbonate and an anodized aluminum. I have the bigger carry-on and it's incredible. It's lightweight, it's durable and it will last for a lifetime of travel. Let me tell you, we've done a lifetime of travel over this summer and they're still in beautiful perfectly working condition. Um, It's super great too because they offer a 100-day trial. It lets you use any Away product on the road. Like you literally, it's your suitcase for 100 days. If you decide at any point after you've used that 100 days or within that 100 days that you don't want it anymore, I can't imagine you would ever make that decision, but they will let you return it. No questions asked. It's no big deal. And all of their bags have this incredible built-in compression system that helps you pack more in their like limited amount of space. It, it, it has changed the way that I even pack a bag. Away has completely changed my life. The four 360-degree spinner wheels guarantee a smooth ride. And let me tell you, with Kenyon's back, she can even lug that thing. Her large. She has the large. Lucy also has the large. We have an array of carry-on sizes, and I have the medium. And we just glide through the airport like it's nothing, like a hot knife through butter. I can't even tell you. They all come with a TSA-approved combination lock that keeps your belongings safe. There's an optional ejectable battery to keep your phone charged. This thing saved us so many times on the tour. It's amazing. And I know it's such a small detail, but the removable laundry bag to separate dirty clothes from clean clothes is... The devil's in the details. Like, this thing is so great. It just makes you feel like you're traveling in a cleaner way. I just love it. These suitcases are designed to last a lifetime, but if any part of your suitcase breaks, Away's standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced ASAP. No questions asked. And again, that 100-day free trial on everything that Away makes. Take it out on the road. Live with it. Travel with it. Get lost with it. Vibe with it. If you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund, no ifs, ands, or asterisks. And they have free shipping on any away order within the contiguous United States, Europe, and Australia. Come on. It's incredible. And if you want to go, like, touch, drag, experience this luggage for yourself, you can shop everything that Away offers at their stores in New York, Austin, L.A., San Francisco, Boston, Chicago, and London. You have no excuse. Go check it out. It's incredible. This suitcase is thoughtfully designed. It's durable. They keep everything organized. It's lightweight. It's easy to carry. It's got a minimalist design that looks amazing with any traveler. Whatever outfit you want to wear to the airport, your away luggage is going to just beautifully accentuate how you're looking in that airport. It's incredible. So... 
you can get $20 off a suitcase by visiting awaytravel.com forward slash gals20 and using our promo code gals20 during checkout. Again, that's 20 bucks off of your suitcase by visiting awaytravel.com forward slash gals20 and using that promo code gals20, that's G-A-L-S-2-0 during checkout. Treat yo travel for real. Treat it. Ugh, you know we love talking about Lola. Her name was Lola. She was a tampon. And did you know that the FDA does not require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their menstrual care products? So most of them just don't. And that is absolutely bananas to me. I don't think that that's okay. So Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. It's incredible. And most major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including including rayon and polyester, which just like sounds like a rash waiting to happen. That's There's no way that's good. And their menstrual care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrances, dyes. No. Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, no fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. So you can feel good about what's going on with these products. I really love how Lola makes your month a lot easier. They have a subscription that's fully customizable. So you can choose your mix of products, your mix of absorbency, the number of boxes you get delivered, how frequently these boxes are delivered. Their subscription is super, super flexible. You can change it, you can skip it, or you can cancel your subscription at anytime. So I really love that subscription service. I know I've talked about it a lot. I'm on the next one on arm implant, so that can make my period sometimes a little unpredictable. It'll kind of disappear for like six months at a time. Sometimes it'll come back with a vengeance. Sometimes it'll come back with just a whisper. So I like having just a little stockpile of products on hand in an array of products. So you can get the, I get the organic tampons and I'll just mix and match the box. I have a lot of lights and regulars in there. And then just a couple of supers that I'll toss in for like when it really sneaks up on you in a rough way. It's all happened. You know what I'm talking about, but that's the great thing about it. I don't have to have this delivered every month. I'll skip a couple months and just have a nice stockpile built. And then when I'm ready to re-up, I use my subscription to get everything that I need delivered right to my door. It's incredible. So for 40% off your first month's subscription, visit mylola.com and enter the promo code GALS40 when you subscribe. Again, that's for 40% off your first month's subscription. Go visit mylola.com and enter GALS40, G-A-L-S-4-0, when you subscribe and treat yo menstruation. I want the hits to keep on coming. So next slide, please. More wine, please. Ooh, hi lady. Yep. Thanks. The next time someone tells you what a rebel their kid is, tell them the story of Rose Dugdale to give them some perspective. Yeah. This is a rebellious daughter story that has a helicopter hijacking in it. Yeah. Bridget Rose Dugdale, who went by Rose since childhood, was born in 1941 to very wealthy and well-connected parents in Honiton, Devon, England. (gasps) So you know what that means. (laughs) Geography. Geography. Honiton is north of Axemouth. (laughs) East of Sticklepath, (laughs) 
quest of Buckler's Hard. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> and south of Cleve. Cleve. You want to go south of Cleve. Uh, yeah, south of Cleve is it's where it's at. Super fun south of Cleve. Mm. Guy who yeah. brought our wine. Anyway. Yeah. Wine guy. Her father was a millionaire underwriter at a super big, super famous insurance and reinsurance, whatever the fuck that is, company called Lloyd's of London. Oh, oh my God, that's my insurance company. You're welcome. That's literally this my guy. insurance company. This oh guy. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. He was what? the proud owner of a 600 acre estate near Axminster in Devon. And Axminster is of course, just northwest of Harkham Bottom. Bottom. <laughs> and Moncton Wild. Moncton. South of Wambrook and Chard Stock and the Chard Museum. We have to go to the Chard, Chard Museum. East Museum? of Luppet, Wick, Wigaton, and just west of both West Cocker and East Cocker. Oh, I like Wigaton. Wigaton. I like North Cocker, if you know what I mean. I'm sorry. Are these the Von Trapp children? You wish. <laughs> Liesel Friedrich. No, no, no. There are children of color in this lineup. These are not the Von Trapps. Rose Dugdale attended the famous Miss Ironside School for Girls, which was not owned and operated by the Trunchbull, I checked. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, Rose was a popular student by all accounts. Miss Virginia Ironside said of Rose, quote, everyone adored this genius, clever, and dashing millionaire's daughter, (laughs) who was life and laughter. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know. You do you. I'm a slut. Um, And I'm loving it. Rose was sent to a finishing school to complete her education abroad, where she continued to excel academically. Things went so well, in fact, that in 1958, as a prelude to her debutante ball, Rose Dugdale was presented at the start of the formal social season before Queen Elizabeth II. Ooh. Ever heard of her. We're all taking a moment to appreciate what a fucking stunner Queenie II was in 1958. Just gorgeous. But as a reminder, here's her now. Boop. That Boop. is Boop. why you marry for love. And again. Oh. No. Uh-oh. Now we're never going to be knighted, Uh-oh. you fucking Isn't bitch. Isn't she lovely? One more. Oh. <laughs> Crumpets? What? For me? What could have provoked this face? I don't know. Someone whipped their dick out. This guy, the blonde guy. Literally any faux pas. Heated cream cheese? What? There are figs in these muffins? I don't have another photo for a while, so you just have to sit with this. At the end of the year, a ritzy high society <laughs> affair was held. Rose Dugdale's debutante ball was a massively expensive affair and was a chance for Rose's father to show off his wealth, which he did with gusto. But Rose found all the glitz and glamour off-putting. 
During her education, Rose had begun cultivating progressive ideals and found the debutante's ball distasteful. So she could read? Pretty much. Rose described her coming out party this way. Quote, it was one of those pornographic affairs which cost about, what, 60 old age pensioners receive in six months? Pornographic? Yeah, I guess. She wasn't feeling it. She, she was like it. not feeling it. Rather than fishing for a husband, Rose continued her education at St. Anne's College, part of the University of Oxford. Ever heard of it? She focused her studies on philosophy, politics, and economics. Boring. As Rose learned more about the worldwide social inequities, she rebelled even further from her wealthy background, and conservative papers would later call this her lunge to the left. Mm. To the left, to the left. Welcome. Woo! To the left, to the left. Everything you own in the box. To, to the, the left. left. Okay. In an act of protest against their refusal to accept women, Rose and fellow students Jenny Grove and Sarah Caldwell gatecrashed the Oxford Union wearing wigs and men's clothing. Yeah. We should have brought our founding fathers' oh, wigs. Oh, we should have. Oh, wow. Uh, as a result, many frat enough. boys were scandalized. Their cargo shorts were in a tizzy. They were bunched. They got their first boners that Mm. day. Mm. No Mm. trapper capers to hide them. Mm. Rose continued her education. She traveled to the United States to attend Mount Holyoke College in Massachusetts, where she received a master's degree in philosophy after presenting her thesis on Ludwig Wittgenstein who is an Austrian philosopher focusing on logic, mathematics, language, and having haunted eyes. Oh, damn, I'm feeling Ludwig. Yeah. He's hot. He's hot except for his eyes, which are horrific. That's way better. I'd take it. They look like they're both glass. It's bizarre. She followed up her master's with a PhD in economics at the University of London, NBD. Now a full-blown academic, Rose became politically began became became politically <laughs> radical in the early 1970s after a visit to Cuba. She Cuba. became fervently committed to helping the poor, quitting her job as a government economic, selling her house in Chelsea, and moving into a small flat with her boyfriend Walter Heaton, a self-described revolutionary socialist. I'm feeling this. Walter Heaton was a married father of two. Not feeling it anymore. Yep. Hard left turn there. A court-martialed former guardsman, a shop steward, who had previously been imprisoned for minor crimes, including (laughs) burglary, obstructing justice, and, quote, fraudulent consumption of electricity, which is exactly what it sounds like. Still feeling that part. That part's hot. Do you think his parenthood accounts for his haunted eyes? He Maybe, basically a gave a bunch oh, okay. of people his HBO password. There's our girl. Rose like cashed it. in her inheritance, 150,000 pounds, so any amount of today's dollars, and put her money where her mouth was. She distributed all of this money that was her inheritance from her wealthy family to the poor of London. Oh, so bitch was actually radical. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, maybe a little too radical, Mm. but radical nonetheless. Mm. Rose and her boyfriend became deeply involved and committed to the civil rights movement and ran a branch of a grassroots activist organization called the Claimants Union. At this time, the two began taking frequent trips to Northern Ireland to take part in demonstrations there. 
In June of 1973, 82,000 pounds worth of paintings, including presumably this one, um, <laughs> silverware and other valuables were stolen from the Dugdale Manor home. Technically, there are two paintings in this painting. It's meta. So it's Inception. It? It's a painting of a painting. Did you just choose a random painting? No, And no. maybe three, depending on what this bitch is drawing right here. Yeah. Right. I didn't. <laughs> Rose and Walter were arrested and charged with theft. And again, it was out of Rose's family manor that these items were stolen. Okay. During the trial, Rose Dugdale claimed to have been coerced into the theft mm -hmm. and pled not guilty, but at trial, pivoted, using the court proceedings to publicly denounce her family like a boss. Oh, so she just wanted that plat. Yep. Warm. After uh. her father was called as a witness for prosecution, Rose cross-examined him herself. Oh my God! Can Anybody you else watching Big Little Lies? Always a good idea. Yeah, Big yeah. Little Lies. Nicole Kidman. Yes. Next week's gonna be a doozy. Yeah. And after he took the stand, she said, "Quote: I love you, but hate everything you stand for." Ouch. I've said that a bunch in my life, yeah. though, to I be I want fair. a fucking opportunity to cross-examine my father. No, we don't know where he is, though. What happened to that child support? Huh? Weird. Hmm? What? You gotta pass oh, the how bar did you first. afford that boat? Yeah. Huh? You, you gotta pass the bar first. That's... I'm sorry to tell you. Mm. But you can do it because you're so smart. Rose and Walter were found guilty, and upon the reading of the verdict, she addressed the jury, quote, in finding me guilty, you've turned me from an intellectual recalcitrant, thank you, <laughs> into a freedom fighter. I know no finer title. Mm. Heaton was sentenced to six years in prison, but Rose received only a two-year suspended sentence after the judge said she was, quote, ex an extremely remote risk to commit any further criminal acts, I'm guessing LOL. the judge was wrong. Yep. So after burning the shit out of some bridges with her family and publicly roasting them and what they believe in, Rose traveled to Ireland and connected with the IRA's active service Wait. unit. Literally roasting them? Oh, like, in court. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought she like roast, like roasted them. <laughs> I got excited. I'm so sweaty. Don't touch me. <laughs> Shit's getting real, though, if she's joining the IRA. Yeah, yeah she's who in knows? It. In 1974, Rose, extremely remote, risked to commit further criminal acts, Dugdale, and several other members of the IRA hijacked a helicopter from County Donegal yeah. and proceeded to conduct the very first helicopter bombing raid in the history of the British Isles. Rose and other IRA member Eddie Gallagher dropped homemade bombs inside milk churns on the British RUC stations in Strabane, Northern Ireland. Were they milk bombs? I wish. They were just no. in like they were old just in milk the containers. containers. The bombs did not work and failed to explode, but scared the shit out of a lot of cops, and Dugdale was wanted for questioning, and wanted posters were put up all over Britain and Ireland. A warrant for her arrest was issued for the charges of conspiring to smuggle arms. If recognized, she should be detained as if just putting that onus on, like, the citizens. Yeah, well, Yikes. I think that they really just say that so it's like, don't shoot her, don't kill her, just oh, hold on to her for a minute. Yeah, Because that, that can get confusing, especially here in Texas. Yeah. Whew. 
On April 26th of 1974, a raid was conducted in the Rustboro House in County Wicklow, the home of Sir Alfred Bate, a conservative politician and wealthy and well-known art collector. Hmm, Hmm. am I seeing a trend? Dugdale and three other IRA members forced their way into his home, pistol-whipped Sir Alfred and his good lady wife. What? And gagged both members of the couple. How very dare you. They then made off with 19 paintings valued at over 8 million Ireland dollars in 1974. Damn. A lot Ireland of fucking money. Yeah. trillion dollars. I am in not here US to be dollar. a banker or a mathematician. So I, Ireland I dollars. Do. I'm telling you. Leprechaun coins. coins. Irish coins. A whole pot of gold. 8 million <laughs> Ireland luckiest charms. Oh, we're gonna get only so the many marshmallows. Angry yeah, I don't care. So many angry yeah, I don't Irish emails. It's a cereal. Child. I am of Irish descent, but mostly Swedish and French. The IRA sent a ransom note demanding 500,000 Irish dollars and the release of De- uh, Dolores and Marion Price in exchange. These are people who are prisoners, but we'll get to that. In exchange for the return of the paintings. Dolores and Marion were sisters and members of the IRA currently wasting away on hunger strike in bricks and prisons. So I they could stole... never do a hunger oh, strike. Oh, fuck no. I did a hunger strike once for 18 minutes and I thought I was going to die. Oh my God. I did a diet once for like 30 minutes no. and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> no. I can't. I don't have it in me. Like no. there's, I have a lot of convictions, but none of them are stronger than queso. No. There's, yeah. None. That's none. super fucking real. So they stole all of these paintings. They're like, we'll give them back if you release these two prisoners that you have in custody. A nationwide hunt for the paintings led to property rented by Dugdale in Glandor County, Cork, and the paintings were recovered from the boot of a car outside the property, and Dugdale was arrested and charged with a helicopter attack and theft. They searched the boot by torch. Yeah. Rose and then Dug- they had some biscuits. Yeah, Probably. And potatoes, it's Ireland. Rose Dugdale happily ran a game of political theater in the courtroom. She shouted, the British have an army of occupation in a small part of Ireland, but not for long, and called Britain the filthy enemy during proceedings. She accused Dublin of treacherous collaboration with England and pled proudly and incorruptly guilty on June 25th, 1974, and was sentenced to nine years in prison. I feel like people were just really fucking bold in yeah. the 70s. They Real were just bold. like, yeah, suck a dick. They all what? had huge, huge bush, yeah. puffy nips, and did not give a No fucks. fucks. We can only dream. I know. Mm. Rose Dugdale was pregnant at the time of her imprisonment with fellow IRA member Eddie Gallagher's child. Get it. She gave birth to a son in Limerick Prison on December 12th, 1974. Sounds like a Johnny Cash song. Sure does. The next year in October, Eddie Gallagher and another IRA member, Marion Coyle, kidnapped a wealthy industrialist named Teed Herema near Castleroy. The authorities traced them to a hideout and began a two-week siege during which Coyle and Gallagher demanded Dugdale and two other IRA members be released in exchange for Herema. This was really their move. I'm going to take this, and I'll give it back if you give me these people that I want. Okay. All right. However, after the authorities refused to budge, the two relented and released Harima 
were arrested and were given 20-year and 15-year prison sentences. Didn't work out as they planned. Did not work out the way they wanted. No. Mm, In 1978, Gallagher and Dugdale, often referred to as the Bonnie and Clyde of their Irish generation, were given special permission to marry. From prison? Yep. The wedding was held in Limerick Prison, the first wedding between prisoners in the history of the Republic of Ireland. Cute. This is her now. their colors? Oh. Their colors were blaze orange orange and black. black. (laughs) Um, Dugdale was released in October of 1980, but continued to support Irish independence and remains a staunch activist to this day. Just look at her. God bless her. Would you look at her? Does she have a mustache? I don't know. No, it's a shadow, but like... Her teeth are gone, though. Her teeth are gone. They're long gone. When Walk in that red cap, though. Why not? The sideburns are spectacular. Yep. When asked of her involvement with the IRA in a recent interview, she said, quote, I did what I wanted to do. I love her. Woo! I mean... That is what my resume is going to say whenever this ends. What have you been and doing for five years? I did, I, I, I did what I wanted to do. I did what I wanted to do. 2017 to 2020. She said, I'm proud to have been part of the Republican movement, and I hope that I have played my very small part in the success of the armed struggle. She said she had no regrets and seemed to recall her time in the movement fondly. Quote, you mustn't forget, it was very exciting times. The world looked as if it could change and was likely to be changed, and whoever you were, you could play a, pa- a small part in that. Aww. And that's my case. Special thanks this week to Dolly Parton. Yeah. Um, also to the entire staff here at the Texas uh, yeah. Theater. Brock, I love you. Matt, at the Matt, Brock, everybody else. Also, tip your bartender. Correct. Thank you, Dallas. Thank yes. you, Dallas. And we do want to take a selfie, but before that, if you want to see me dip again. Oh, yeah. Oh, when you dip, we dip, she dip. Oh, my stars. Oh, my. All right. All right. Give her a big hand, folks. Give her a big hand. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. I don't know the rest, so help me out. Deep in the heart of Texas. All right, all right, all right. Let's get our special thanks on, starting with Brandy. The sailor say, Brandy, you're a fine girl or guy or neither, neither or both. And thank you for your $5 a month donation. Also, thank you to Emily, who gave a phonetic pronunciation of their name. Let's see if I can do this. Ready? Chrysophily. Emily Chrysophily. Crushed it. I Chris a fully crushed that. Thank you for your $5 a month donation. Thank you also to Drew Rockhole. Oh, wow. Rock and roll, Drew Rockhole. God bless you and your five bucks. Um, Ariel Marvin Davis. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Thank you for being our sweet donation mermaid. God bless you. Mary Glaze or Glee's, you fill us with Glee-ize. With your donation. Oh, my God. I'm flying solo here, people. Tour is hard. Here we go. Jessica Dalton. 
Mm, Dalton, hardly know him. God bless you, Jessica. You are such a sweet, 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 sweet baby muffin. Cassie Morrow wants to shout out their best friend and gateway gal, Abby. Cassie and Abby, you know, the friends who whine and crime together, scrime together. So hold tight to that friendship. Julia Pitts. It's really the Pitts that you can't be here right now in this room for me to give you a consensual hug and thank you so much for your support. Um, also Brittany winner. Oh my God. All these names are so amazing. You are truly a winner, Brittany winner. And we're the winners for receiving your amazing donation. God bless you. Abby Proctor. I could take a proctology route with this, but I'm not going to. Instead, I'm going to go the Goody Proctor. I saw Goody Proctor with the devil route for that. Thank you, Abby. Uh, you're amazing. Uh, Leanne, Rachel, or Rochelle. Leanne, Rochelle. That's what I'm going with because Rochelle sounds like something from a feature film about dancers just trying to make it in Hollywood. Thank you, Leanne, Rochelle. Uh, thank you also to Stephanie Glasscock. And again, that fruit is super low-hanging, and I'm not even going to try to grab at it. Uh, once I had a love, and it was a gas, soon found out, had a heart of glass. Thank you, Stephanie Glasscock. Uh, Stephanie Adams' wife. I'm assuming you're not actually Adam's wife, but my God, if you are married some, to someone named Adam and you identify as being their wife, how incredibly phenomenal is that last name? Thank you, Stephanie Adams' wife, for giving me something to ponder. Um, Kaylee, not the porn star. That is a very unique last name. Um, Kaylee, I, even if you were the porn star, like, fucking get it. We're super here for it, and we love you, Kaylee. Thank you so much. Lauren Garcia. Gracias, Lauren Garcia. Thank you so much for your $5 a month donation. Blessed be the fruit. Jessica Sadler, saddle up and give us your money, Jessica Sadler. Oh, wait, you're doing that, and we are forever, forever grateful. Uh, you know how we love a good increase. Chris Turner increased their donation from $1 to $5 a month. Thank you so much, Chris. You are making a Turner for the better. God bless. Oh, okay, here's a name. Here is a name from another world. Okay, Valgador Jansdottir. Uh, thank you for sharing your $5 donation and for protecting Mordor from um, the Eye of Sauron. God bless you. Uh, thank you, Lorian, like DeLorean, but without the D, Leonard. Lorian, DeLorean, Leonard, you are kicking off our $10 a month tier, and you get a free fucking patriarchy, flexible wine glass in the mail. Friendly reminder to everyone who has a fucking patriarchy, flexible wine glass, please don't put that in the dishwasher. She go melt. Just like me on a hot Louisiana day. Laura needs no other name. Also hanging out in that $10 a month tier. Laura, hardly Noah. Thank you so much for your $10 donation. Devin Long. You're long, you're strong, and you're down to get the friction on. Thank you so much, Devin Long. Sir Mix-a-Lot somewhere is like shuddering because he knows that he's just been quoted. Okay, Gabrielle Petrosino also wants to shout out their gateway gal, Sarah Kay. I am loving all of these supportive gateway gals who are just teaching their amazing friends the ways of the wine coven. Keep up the good work, Sarah Kay, and welcome to the coven, Gabrielle Petrosino. Thank you so much. You're going to get that fucking patriarchy wine glass in the mail very, very soon. 
Thank you as well to Jasmine Waters. I want to cleanse myself in the waters of your lovely donation, Jasmine, which is, you know, Jasmine's my favorite kind of tea. So like I'm really feeling a, a vibe with you right now. Thank you so much for that donation. Tara needs no last name. Tara, Tara, Bobera, Banana, Fana, Fofera, Me, My, Momera, Tara. Thank you so much for your $10 a month donation. Oh, shit. Here we are with the Trash Queens, starting with Abby Hoffman, who increased their $10 donation to 15 so they could get their hands on some dirty, dirty trash. Abby, you don't even know what's coming. I don't know what's coming, but we'd really love for you to share it once it does arrive. Enjoy your trash. We are so grateful for your donation. Thank you so much. As are we to you, Lady Diana Geiger, Geiger, uh, and I mean, neither, neither, or both. I just really like Princess Diana and people called her Lady Diana and that's how that's going to go. Um, thank you for your $15 a month donation. And I can't wait to see what kind of trash you get your hands on. I mean, we did a lot of impromptu shopping on this tour and we might be trying to unload some mistakes that we made along the way. God bless. Um, kicking off our $25 a month tier, OMFG, MK Hunter, We've been hunting for you our whole lives. And because you're giving $25 a month, you get to send in a case and or crime and or wine or all of the above that you want us to cover. And we will dive in enthusiastically. As we will with your selection, Lou Love. We love your $25 a month donation, Lou Love. What an amazing name, Lou Love. I love it. Um, yeah, send us your recommendation if you haven't already. We can't wait to hear from you. We're super excited to cover your cases. And if you are like all of my other exes who are not super into commitment and you just want to like send us a little boost so we can get mozzarella sticks on the road, which we happily do, you can do what Rose Logan Surgeon did and give a once-off donation. They gave us $100. Oh my God, that's so generous. Incredible. And wanted to say happy belated 30th birthday to Alex. Alex, seriously, happy 30th birthday. Welcome to your 30s. It's a glorious place to be. We are in them hard and we are thriving. So welcome to the best years of your life. And I'm so glad you have an amazing friend like Rose on your side to like just make your life even better. And I'm sure you make Rose's life better too. Um, and finally, oh my Lord, we have never had a monthly contribution this enormous. So apparently there's a little crew called the Wine and Dice Party. I am fully feeling this. And they are currently donating $200 a month cumulatively. God, I hope there's 200 of you and you each only have to commit to a dollar. That is so unbelievably amazing and generous. I'm seriously speechless. Wine and Dice Party. Also, um, may I please join? Because this sounds absolutely exquisite and like a coven crew I really want to be part of. So please email me so I can see how to get in on that sweet, sweet dice. Thank you for listening. We love you and we'll be back next week. Until then, uh, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. 
Most importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Hi, this is Edward October for OctoberPodVHS.com, here to tell you what people are saying about our true crime podcast. A thread store in Arizona says, too much dribble and slang. These ladies obviously enjoy their own humor and sound high. Hey, at least they called you ladies. Benny from Idaho says, your topics are so appealing, but a three-person pod is difficult enough to follow without banter. Um, our true crime podcast only has two people wait 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 wait. where's the other 100 five-star reviews can somebody give me the five-star reviews okay here we go much better luscious lee says stand up five stars you girls are funny af i especially love the me and mrs jones rendition you sneak into the recording cherry g 107 says i struggle finding a new podcast and so far i've been hooked to you guys podcast keep up the good work thumbs up thumbs up smiley face our true crime podcast, two girls, one story, and lots of bad renditions of songs you love. Available on your favorite podcatcher. Go binge it today. 